Gordano, and welcome to the Sorry Not In Service podcast, recorded live in Wiverliscombe on the 11th of the 11th of the 16 of the AD of the Earth, Human History Timeline. It was a show done entirely by me, Will, who am both wonderful and wonderful. I am a single baby horse. Ooh, that's terrible. I mean, it's not necessarily a terrible thing to be a single baby horse. I'm not, I don't want to disparage any of our listeners who may be a single baby horse, but in the event that you are, um, you are, uh, a single baby horse, I look forward to finding out how your life goes. I'm so terribly alone. Oh yeah, Simon wasn't with me. Anywho, enjoy the show. Sorry, not in service. But where does it go? Where does it stop? Watch some sign of the It's the Iros Child Stop! quite enough of that. Now, listeners, welcome to Sorry Not In Service, your one-stop shop for shock jock twaddle? Oh, if only there was a word which rhymed with jock or shop, but meant twaddle. But there isn't. Now, listeners, of course, that song might have been a little bit of a hint to the regular informant that, unfortunately... One half of Sorry Not In Service is currently indisposed. It turns out that his wife, whom he apparently loves... I'm doing um, a thing. It makes me kind of look a bit like an eagle coming in for a swooping attack. But what it symbolises is inverted commas, meaning uh, insincerity. Um, His wife has kind of spawned a creature that... uh, saps the life from both of them and um, as a result of that Simon is currently uh, using up an enormous amount of donated blood to try and rejuvenate rejuvenate himself concordantly tis but Willem tonight on Sorry Not In Service the largely request based current events show that broadcasts between 8 and 10 on alternate Fridays apart from last time round because of the aforementioned life-sapping, tiny, uh, kick-leg, beastie thing. I've been to see it tonight, listeners, and it's it's alarming. Um, now, coming up first on Sorry Not In Service, actually, before we get on to coming up first, I want to assure you tonight, if I say this at the top, then it's going to happen, that there will be no apologies for the following broadcast, although it might not live up to its previous advice of getting to 10 o'clock. Anyway, coming in now, a request from uh, Mr. Norman, 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 Neville, Norman, 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 Norman of Battleton is Big Mouth Strikes Again by De Schmitz.
Peter Schmidt there going out, of course, to Norman, 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 Neville, Norman, Norman, Norman. And uh, good luck with tomorrow's bris. Okay. Um, now, listeners, of course, being on my own, I'm going to need to try and communicate with you lot, the unwashed masses, the dregs outside. And so tonight, we'd like you to email in we the royal we, and indeed the committee that represents the way that decisions are made within my skull, on a couple of topics, okay? Topic one. I would like you to contact me on the subject of babies. And I've written just after that, pourquoi? So yes, babies. Why on earth would you, have you, look? I mean, like, I had to walk through town today, and I would estimate at least two dozen people were directly in my way as I was attempting to walk, like, forwards. And um, also, when I was going around corners, they were there. There's currently outside some kind of perfume shop. There's a load of roadworks. They dug up the path, and I'm annoyed by that because that meant that the humans were condensed into a tiny gap. I had to funnel my way through there. Yeah, I wore my biggest coat. What are you going to do about it? I'm on my way to NatWest. Um, now then, <clears throat> so for one... Babies, why would you cause them, and, um, how... No, I said, never mind, I'll, I'll look that up in a bit. But, why? What are the benefits? What are the downsides? Obviously, one of the most significant downsides of babies is they kind of ruin your life. But, you know, there's probably good elements to it. And, of course, at the other end of the scale, I've been thinking a lot about funerals recently. Not so much methods of dying. Simon told me that Ofcom wouldn't, uh... But, um, funerals... What are your ideas for making a great funeral? My... I've been slightly torn on the subject of the Viking funeral. It's legally very tricky, but at the same time, probably the most satisfying way to go out and does involve everybody getting together on a beach, drinking mead, and there's a fire. There has to be a fire, because otherwise the boat just keeps going. So, email in. Babies! Stop emailing in when I'm doing links. Email in on the subject of babies, funerals, and your song requests. I think I've managed to hook my laptop up to this system, so we have a full 147.68 gigabytes worth of music. And uh, yes, listeners, I do have every Divine Comedy album, which, of course, will make you incredibly sad. Especially short album about love. Now I've actually grown up and started listening to it. It's not quite as romantic as I thought it was going to be. Quite a lot of it does seem to um, be more demandingly needy than I think I realised when I was about 15 and first listened to it. It's, uh, it's alarming. Now, going out now to, um, Neville, 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 Norman, Neville, 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 Neville of, uh, Battleton 2 is the Ode to LRC by Band of Horses, and I sincerely hope that you are all a Band of Horses. The sound of an actual band of horses there. Uh, they're more musical than you might think, but it's mainly a result of just speeding them up a bit, and then then you get some decent life out of them. Now, now that's that sound of some interference that I didn't realise was going to. Just a moment. Oh, that's a bother. Does this count as music? Right, well, anyway, we have received a couple of emails. Um, for a start, I've been ordered by somebody... 
suppose that. I've been ordered by somebody, some kind of an anonymous person, I've no idea who they are, um, saying, stop sounding like D. Trumpster. Which I do keep reading as D. Trumpster. It took me four reads before I realised that's probably supposed to stand for Donald, and the stir is most likely some kind of reference to Amsterdam or some such. Um, D. Trumpster is, if anything, a little bit too relaxed for the fellow, but he seems quite certain about a lot of things he says, even when they are demonstrable lies. What are you going to do? Um, so stop sounding like de Trumpster. You're talking about our beautiful, gorgeous grandson. Still don't know who this is. The light of our dark life. Well, um, anonymous listener, if uh, you are feeling, you, if you do feel that uh, your grandson is the, is the light of your dark life, then, you know, get, like, I don't know, some kind of power system based on it? And then we can stop burning coal for, like, fueling our lights? Is that a thing? Sounds like a thing. I've said it now, so now it's a fact. Okay, but either way, I'll do my best to stop sounding like a detrumpster. We've received also uh, the uh, question, is the story of the film Storks true? Now, the film uh, Storks, ladies and gentlemen, is, um, well... It is largely based on the premise that storks, the uh, the, the tall creatures that uh, use their sharp beak to spear fish and frogs and generally aquatic life for the purposes of subsequent consumption or feeding to their ravenous creatures, um, that they also deliver uh, new babies. Um, I'm going to base on the way that I've never trusted any birds uh, the answer no i think the film storks isn't true and if it is true then that is a that's a rogue band of storks they're not really fitting within the zeitgeist of the stork community if there is such a thing as a stork community i imagine there is they probably have their own news group alt.storks.newsgroup most likely um, and we have received tonight's first request, and I'm going to have to apologise because it is not the night to debut Frank Zappa's Billy the Mountain. The reason being that I have a total of uh, 1 hour 23 minutes and 57 seconds worth of Frank Zappa, and none of those are Billy the Mountain. And also, at this time of the evening, it's not really appropriate to play nearly all of the others. I mean, you can get rid of Willie the Pimp, the Jazz Discharge Party Hats, you can get rid of Jewish Princess, you can lose um, uh, Titties and Beer, you can uh, lose Catholic Girl. Most of it's completely out of the question. But I reckon we can probably go with Yellow Snow. So, complete with random interference that I've yet to work out the source of, here is to... Well, I'll keep the first half of it anonymous, but the IP address ends uh, 101.197... Mr. Frank Zappa with Don't Eat the Yellow Snow. Um, unless you really want to, for reasons of I don't know, medical insurance. Well, that quite definitely was not Don't Eat the Yellow Snow. Just three days away, listen. It's okay if I say it in French. <clears throat> now then, back onto the email subjects. Tonight, uh, this is going to run out clearly because people get bored, but tonight I'm asking the question, one, babies, pourquoi? And two, funerals, qu'est-ce que c'est? No, not qu'est-ce que c'est. 
I don't know the French for how do you like yours. And also, I think that might be the slogan for Burger King now I think about it. Um, now then, um, we have had a slightly less anonymous text come in, pointing out that, um, from Mother, pointing out that she's very proud of every child she's given birth to, and that each and every one of them has a special talent and at least ten toes. Which is nice, kind of, really. She also said when she last counted them, but it's been... It's every third full moon we have to go for the count. I think it's probably... It's, it's been at least seven weeks or so since the last time the, the count was done. So it might be the case now that um, we uh, no longer have ten toes each. More or less, who knows. Um, either way, Mummy's proud of them. And now we have a... Request from uh, the other one who will be attending the toe counting meeting on the not the next full is it the next full moon? No, not the next full moon, but the one after that. Um, from our brother and erstwhile co-host of the show, Richard, uh, requesting the song "Christmas Baby" by Simon and I from our award-winning smash hit charity uh, album. Sorry, not in a uh, and very sorry, not in service. Christmas. Now, I, I do have that song, Richard, and it is one minute and three, and really is not going to be filling up the time of the show, but we will be playing it in but a moment. Thanks very much for getting in contact. Um, the uh, Also, I think I might have to play more Frank Zappa, because apparently Dad's now singing and skipping around the kitchen, and he's uh, scaring Mum, and he's never been this silly whilst listening to 10 Radio, which is odd, because uh, the uh, apparently the God show is ridiculous. Um, Lee Fun. <laughs> and here's Christmas Baby. There is a guy born at Christmas. A special guy mm. to you and I. Raised in a stable, I imagine. A kind of man with a dream. But now he lives near Tiverton. Yes, it's our Uncle Nick. Born on the Christmas 25th. He's our Uncle Nick. He gets the same birthday as Jesus, but not the same treatment. Sometimes we forget that it's his birthday. <laughs> and it's embarrassing. <laughs> he never forgets when it's his birthday, but he's too polite to say. Or possibly he just revels in the fact that everyone has forgotten. Uncle Nick, Christmas baby. And that was the sound uh, requested by uh, Young Master Richard of Christmas Baby from the hit charity album and Very Sorry Not In Service Christmas. And bearing in mind that Simon deals with mailing all of our merch, I strongly advise you to get in contact with him and request a copy yourself. Do so immediately, because he'd be delighted to spend the time organising such a situation. Now, speaking of the most significantly erstwhile co-host of this particular broadcast, he's emailed in! The canny swine, he's realised that he can use the old tippity-tappity computer phone and just, you know, join in from miles away without having to turn up and find music and the like. Ugh. Stop sounding like de Trumpster, Will. Stop sounding like de Trumpster. Now then, Simon has emailed in. Um... On the subject of pros and cons for babies, uh, he's just had to turn the radio off to deal with a high-velocity excremental eruption. One of those is a pro, 
One's a con. I guess we're going to have to find out afterwards. Now, on the subject of funerals, Simon's pointed out that it seems to be a shame to not be there for your own one, as he'd like to hold an annual funeral whilst he's still alive. He says, making it annual would give me the opportunity to hear eulogies about myself to make sure I'm vaguely on the right track life-wise. It would be like a performance review meeting, but with a buffet. Thanks for getting in contact, Simon. And thanks for going and spawning a child and leaving me to do this on my own without us officially retiring from doing all this. Also, uh, apparently the high-velocity excremental eruption uh, was out of the baby. He's, uh, he's added that info on at the end, uh, which is good of him, because otherwise I would have just presumed that it was him, because, you know, he's got history. And plug that into my laptop. Now then, <clears throat> coming up next, we have a request from Mr. Um, Barnabas Trigwell of Hewish Champflower who's uh, planning his funeral for tomorrow and concordantly would uh, like to have his favourite song, Crazy On You, by the Heart Band played. Am I actually playing this? Barnabas has requested it. Oh, and also, check out this fretwork. Right, if you must. Um, actually, no, I've I, I, no, no personal interest in the ladies from the band Heart There with Crazy On You, which is on the game Guitar Hero 2 and is an absolute fiend to play. Now then, listeners, tonight we are, well, I am mainly, discussing the subject of funerals, because my brother has just had a baby and I thought, well, it'll all end in tears. <laughs> so... So much trouble. Uh, so, listeners, what would you like at your funeral? Now, I'd like to share with you a theory that I had some time back about, I think, the most honourable and decent thing one could do with your passing. The moment where you just go, right, it's all gone. This is my memorial moment. Now, of course, everybody gets sad at funerals. They're just sad things. They're supposed to be sad. But... Is it possible to puncture that sadness? Now, of course, a lot of people try and do it with comedy. But there's a better way than doing it with comedy. I had the fantastic idea of having the most annoying funeral ever. Because, hear, hear me out, listeners, hear me out. If you have a really, really annoying funeral, then everybody's glad you're dead. And if everybody's glad you're dead, then they're not mourning and then get on with their lives and collect nectar points and, you know, drink nectar. In the form of mead. Possibly purchased with nectar points. 500 equals £2.50. Lovely stuff. And you can use it. You can't use it on spirits and liqueurs though. But anywho. So, methods of making a funeral really annoying. One, tactically inform people that you'd like this to happen. This means they will end up genuinely mourning, but never mind. Uh, they should just go around kind of flicking people in the ear. Just, you know, wander around the congregation and just... Flick just flicking them in the ears, just kind of annoying. Uh, secondly, I would like all the music to be ever so slightly discordant. Somebody should just put a few needles into the speakers just to throw them slightly off. Thirdly, I... No, 
I might still do this. Think that what you should do for the most annoying possible funeral is pre-death. You want to record a straight-to-camera video in which you declare that everything you managed to achieve in life was yours and yours alone. Nobody else ever managed to help you. Nobody even tried to help you. And when they did try to help you, it was frankly just a hindrance. Everything you achieved was off your own bat. And you know what? You didn't even want their help, the losers. Why on earth? Less de Trumpster, Will. Less de Trumpster. So, the arrogant pre-prepared film, delivered straight to camera, possibly just put up um, on a huge screen at the top of the church or village hall, depending upon where this funeral's happening. And the fourth thing, which I've only just come up with, but I absolutely love for the most annoying possible funeral to, you know, encourage people to be glad you're gone, um, is to make sure that all the hymn sheets have slightly wrong lyrics on them. Twofold, this, right? One, it'll throw people off. And two, it'll create even more resentment because there'll be some people who'll go, oh, the lyrics are off. And they'll sing the accurate lyrics because they know them off by heart. Because, oh, you know all the hymns, don't you? You know how all the hymns go. So, there we go, listeners. The perfect plan for the annoying funeral to hasten the process from mourning to glad they're gone. Which is a process that happens with nearly everybody. Uh, oh, apart from our old dog, Lincoln. Oh, I miss Lincoln. He was the best dog. But that's fair enough, because you're not supposed to ever get over dogs. Uh, now, coming up next is a request from a Mr... A? I can't really see that properly. I've written it down slightly oddly. Mr. A... Hiller? It's probably Hiller. Anyway, he's a big fan of Bell and Sebastian, so here's I'm a Cuckoo. Lovely bit of feedback there. Um, of course, uh, Bell and Sebastian, the people who taught the band Metallica how to play the modern guitar. That was more uh, Crocodile Dundee. Now then, <clears throat> furthermore, we have emails. Well, an email. We have an interesting fact from an anonymous person with the IP address ending 197. Mm, looking at the content, reckon it's dad. Now, he's emailed in, and he, like me, is rather more circumspect on the subject of babies by the looks of this, because he's written in that on average, it would take 768,806,000 newborn babies to build a bridge between the Earth and its moon. This would severely reduce the population of Earth and create chaos in the funeral business. And yes, it would severely reduce the population of Earth and it would create chaos in the funeral business. But I'll be honest, I'm mainly hung up on the bit where it says on average it would take. Because it's occurred to me there's two possible ways that you could get that average. Now, one of them is by arguably the way that, say, a statistician, or maybe, could we even call them a pollster? How a pollster would arrive at this? And that's by taking the available information about the size of a baby, or maybe even how much it can carry and lift and build, and the distance, on average, between here and the moon. But the alternative is that you do this by experimentation. And to return to the format of de Trumpster, is it is it possible, ladies and gentlemen, is it possible... 
that the Chinese have already started. Hmm? Is it possible? I'm just asking questions here. I'm just a guy who's asking questions. Just asking questions, just asking questions, just asking questions, but providing no answers. Providing no answers. But just asking questions. Because apparently that's all you need. Picking morons. Now then, we, um... Ah. Well, we've had a request in, um... Asking for me to play a tune for my genius dog, Mr. Spode, as he's my baby. One, he's not actually my baby. I found him in a stable. Rather like a couple of rather historical people. I think you know who I'm talking about. Um, he was found, of course, in a stable. He's not my actual baby. Um, but yes, I will concede the second point. Spode is not... Spode! Spode is not the greatest dog there's ever been. He is second after Lincoln. Because Lincoln was the greatest dog. Oh, Lincoln was a great dog. Anyway, because Spode loves discordant music, I'm going to play for him a lovely little track that I know he absolutely adores. Not really, listeners, of course. Spode's favourite song of all time, and the one that Simon and I indeed once sang him to sleep with, acoustically and indeed a cappella, was the upcoming song by Mr Toby Keith. And um, I hope that, um, well, I hope that Simon and Carla are possibly listening, and they're going to be able to acknowledge the fact that it has a soporific effect on the most important creatures in everyone's lives. And so... Go on, Simon. Go on, Carla. Turn the radio right up, and um, I'm I'm sure young Engelbert will will happily doze. Mexico. <laughs> oh, Mexico. That's right, listeners. That was for my little baby dog, Mr. Spold, Toby Keith with Stays in Mexico, which is actually taken from an incident that uh, happened quite early in Mr. Spode's life. Um, it, it was, I mean, largely it wasn't a problem, but occasionally it can be an issue when you're a dog who's travelling abroad and, you know, you're working as an insurance salesman in Dakota and basically it caused a rift in the family. We didn't even know he had a wife and kids. Anywho! Sorry, that was an anywho moment where I just wanted to scratch my fringe for a moment. I said fringe. Now, um, key point here. Uh, I've received words of encouragement from uh, Mr. Barry Summers. He's, he's saying it's a tremendous show, and he's the guy that teaches you how to do radio, and if you want to do radio as good as this, then go and have a word with Mr. Barry Summers, Don LaHill. And, uh, you know, maybe he'll give you a few pointers to uh, create the kind of excellent radio content that's going on here. Now then, I've been thinking on the subject of music, and especially music that works at any available point in life, both to announce the existence of a child and, of course, to announce the departure of one who was once a child. 
Yes, music which fits all available circumstances. And I've done a little bit of thinking about this, and I've realised that the trick is you need something upbeat, but that also makes you reflect upon where you've gone in life, where you're planning on going in life, where you've ended up in life. What kind of song would encompass all of this? Well, what kind of song do you think it would be? Hmm, that's quite right. Has to be a bit sad, but not too sad. Has to be pretty upbeat, but at the same time, reflected of, of the journey that we've been on. That's right, it's She Bangs the Drums by the Stone Roses. Again, a great bass line for Guitar Hero. Play it every day. Play it when they're born, play it when they go, and play it every day in between. She Bangs the Drums by the Stone Roses from the good album that they did. Um, and, ooh, lovely little bit of bass line. Now, listeners, because I've been left on my own, of course, I've um, resurrected a couple of things already. Uh, does anybody remember this from about five years ago? Five years ago? Good lord. Year and a half ago? <laughs> Lovely stuff. Now, whilst I was digging that out, I also discovered an old little thing that I thought I might... I might just bring back into the fold. It is, of course... Prog Hour. Yes. Prog Hour. Not to be confused with the um, TMS subset program, Progower, in which people um, discuss the massive uh, benefits of David Gower upon, uh, you know, flagging economies. Prog Hour. Prog Hour. And yes, I thought, you know what? Sometimes there's, there's just needs to be a little bit more prog in life. Frank Zappa doesn't count as prog, that's funk. Captain Beefheart doesn't count as prog because, of course, Captain Beefheart is technically speaking um, evangelical choral music. No, tonight we are going to one of the kings of prog hour, prog hour... Not to be confused with the um, uh, Ministry of Tourism board... Uh, South Wales Peninsulae District Progower. Same joke. Progower. And tonight we are going for Mr. Robert Wyatt, who basically made a song about my girlfriend, which is weird. Let's listen in. Actually, I think it's the case that. Uh, I think I think it's broadly positive. I'm now briefly mentally flicking through all the available lyrics. I think it's largely positive. So yeah, it's, it's surprisingly accurate. Although she doesn't actually like this song. But she's not listening. She's got her own life. Um, listeners, um, uh, we've had a request come in from Mr. Um, emergency Telephone Call. Shut up.
Hello, listener. Now, here's a little bit of sorry not in service up the wizard's sleeve. Now, unfortunately, um, Simon insisted on phoning in because he can't let it go. But because I don't take phone calls from people, um, it proved somewhat tricky to actually uh, put him onto the desk because he was the one that was telling me how to do it. And he is, at best, a mad, mad buffoon and a loser. And I, I'm, I, I'm very patient with him. Aren't I a good boy? Either way, there was a phone call. It's basically unlistenable. Yes, we will. <laughs> The ever scintillating sounds of Radiohead there, of course, who are so very frequently mistaken for the ever scintillating sounds of Mr. Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds, um, which is an issue that Simon clearly does not suffer from. Although he does have a very serious case of Nick Cave. Um, now, listeners, of course, we were just joined by young Simon there, uh, the newly formed father. Um, is that a thing? The newly formed father, Mr. Simon Lee. Uh, hopefully you could hear that. Don't really know. Technical challenges. As ever, my issue. Give me an axe, not a pneumatic log splitter. I don't really understand how the latter works. And I understand all too well how the former does. Now, listeners, we've received additional uh, emails. Electronic mails. <sighs> We've received an additional electronic email, and once again, it's from the IP address that we all know and love that ends dot .197. And it says, Confession, because I am Simon Mayo. Um, I nearly signed a card tonight. Many happy returns. A classic way to sign a card, methinks. <laughs> methinks not in all circumstances. Luckily, it was pointed out it was a condolence card before I added my name. That's what happens when you have a blow to the head. A lack of reading and understanding. Yes, that can be a direct consequence of a blow to the head. It can result also in um, dizziness, a kind of vagueness when it comes to trying to remember what it was that you were talking about before. Uh, alcoholism is another classic for that one. And, of course, it can result in really cool scars. So, it's not all bad news there, is it? Also, given the news recently, especially as regards to Trump stuff, it'd probably be for the best if you just couldn't read anymore. It'd just make things a lot easier. Smash your TV. Blow to the head so you can't read. Basically, everything's cushy then. But prior to that, you know, it's uh, unrelentingly grim. Also, I've just reread that, and it says, I nearly signed a card tonight, many happy returns. Luckily, it was pointed out it was a condolence card before I added my name. So you did still write many happy returns on a condolence card. But you just thought, well, if I leave my name off it, that's probably fine. Can I do that? Just leave my name off it? Pretend it's all okay? It's your choice. That's fair enough. And <sighs> we've also received a point... Listening to this, I'm glad I won't be able to hear what the F Octothorpe 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 you will be saying at my funeral. Well, for a start, that's making a lot of presumptions. I'll have you know there's some very large stone buildings scattered all over the world that suggest that you will be able to hear what's being said at your funeral. Secondly, as has previously been pointed out by erstwhile co-host Mr. Simon Lee, um, well, 
you know, you could always have your funeral beforehand. Yearly? Yeah? Couple of little eulogies? Lovely stuff. I think I've just decided what I want for my 31st birthday. Can we have a dry run of my funeral on Littlestock Beach? We'll park at Kilv. So uh, we get around the uh, overnight parking issues there. Now, listeners, of course, we've had an enormous amount of fun tonight, and we've still got another half hour to go. How have we still got another half hour to go? And by the end of this link, it's it's 9.30. It's 9.30. It's 9.31. Lovely stuff. 29 minutes to go. The longest song I've got. Oh, it might well be. I don't know why I keep hearing this, but it might well be Nick Cave and his terrible seeds. Of course, with the classic song, Jubilee Streets. Jubilee Streets. Jubilee Streets. Uh, which is why it's always important to make sure that you have an accurate sat nav, you have good signal, and you have an A to Z in the glove box. At no stage in your life do you want to be in the same position as Mr. Meatloaf there and be all revved up and not have anywhere to go because frankly that is what raises the temperature of the earth leading to the absence of holland in 20 years time so think on i think that's what the song was about yeah most likely uh, now listeners i'm i am delighted to say that uh, we have received yet another email lovely stuff and um it made me do a small bark of hang on i'll turn the mics down and give you an idea the small bark of laughter it was kind of that kind of laughter. Um, because uh, I received the email, I'd like my funeral to have the song Roundabout by Yes played, but exactly when the beat of the song drops end, when the beat of the song drops ends, not sure, my coffin explodes, leaving no sign of my corpse whatsoever. Now, I haven't looked this up recently, but I think the boiling point of carbon, which is going to be the predominant element that's going on in your corpse, is, um, I think it's somewhere around about 3,500 degrees. Carbon melts lower, but man alive boils, that is a high temperature. So, um, in order to actually completely disintegrate it, we're going to be talking nukes. Uh, so, once again, I'm thinking uh, Lilstock Beach, everyone's favourite apropos funeral location um because you got hinkley right there and let's be honest nobody knows who's building hinkley at the moment so you know probably just um wander over there and go hey guys is it possible we could just have a little bit of the old uh glowy glowy spare arm stuff because we've got a funeral and there were specific requests um sadly actually for the purpose of this i do not have roundabout by yes on my laptop which is a pity, because it would be lovely for us all to be able to picture that, but we're going to have to picture it in our minds, as opposed to in our minds with the appropriate music. And also, birthday requests for funeral eulogies do seem to be coming in, uh, so, um, good news! I mean, we seem to have started some kind of movement here tonight, where birthdays are essentially just dry runs for funerals, which uh, is, frankly, I think a really, really good idea. We can all... We can all get behind that, can't we? And we can all just think, what a lovely idea I'm feeling. And um, do that one. And then, listen, 
to uh, what wolves would do, which has been requested by uh, Oasis Summer Fruits Punch, two for two pounds, one pound fifty individually. From Hewish Champ Flower. Which is, of course, exactly what wolves would do by Jove. <clears throat> done, done, done. Hang on a minute. I've, I've just got to do some thinking. This is my thinking music. I go out to work on Monday morning. Tuesday I go off to honeymoon. I'll be back again before it's time for sunny down. I'll be lazing on a Sunday afternoon. Bicycling on every better sorry guys i, I just suddenly realized that um there was a lot to deal with in life and i thought I, i've got to kind of just condense it all down into one little moment and it just happens in that solo at the end fun fact i did my entire maths gcse uh second paper just during the course of that solo in my mind it was stretched out quite long hour and a half if memory serves and it's the 13 second solo so um well, no wonder I spent a lot of time drawing my hand. I must have had a complete and utter breakdown. Speaking of which, here is Meatloaf with, uh, no. Here is Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds with Lotus Flower. No. Here is some music. Listeners, take a moment as this song builds to picture everything that you'd quite like to be. On Jubilee Street, there was a girl named B. She had a history, but she had no pain. of the community. Look at them there. A great bunch of guys. What a team! Indeed, ladies and gentlemen, look at them there. What a team. We have Varmint's Don Lashak, and uh, they are, in order... Dave Varmint, Tom Varmint. Varmint's o'clock. Uh, listeners, thanks very much for joining in this... Um, uh, 
this uh, experimental show in which uh, I've abandoned some features and talked about funerals a little bit too much. But, you know, that's just what happens if you leave me on my own for just, you know, two hours. It just all goes very experimental and funereal. Um, I would like to apologise to whoever has an IP addressing ending dot one nine seven. Um, uh, yes, I will sort your funeral eulogy out as soon as possible, but I didn't have time to write it during any of the ace pop songs uh, that I have played tonight. And I uh, would like to thank the two people who uh, emailed in just to say well done. Well done, Will. Or Uncle Will possibly now contracted to one call not certain how i feel about that i'm going to stick with the alternative pseudonym which i am not going to announce on air ladies and gentlemen hopefully we'll be joining you uh, again in two weeks time with my erstwhile co-host mr simon lee who will be explaining what it is like to have uh, spawned yet another human to clog up the streets in a couple of decades during the meanwhile,st good day to you Closing the show. We hope you've learnt your lesson. Simon would say, well, that was the show. So, well, that was the show. And you listened to it. And you got to the end and just kind of reflected on life for a moment and thought, well, could have been worse, could have been better. I mean, in many respects, I suppose I couldn't even really have expected this much. To be able to listen to a podcast just whenever I please, without having to worry about schedules or schedules or potatoes. No, you can listen to podcasts. Congratulations. You deserve a tiny biscuit, mayhaps even a fig roll. But then you're going to have to look yourself square in the eye and say, is a fig roll a biscuit? It's in the biscuit aisle, but so are Jaffa Cakes, and Jaffa Cakes are definitely cakes for VAT reasons. And a fig roll has more of the qualities of a cake than it does of a biscuit. And then you'll realise that, you know, you're now up to the the nipples in the quicksand and frankly you should have really been focusing on other things you should have spread your weight out basically is the dealio what you do counterintuitively you spread your weight out across the quicksand which does involve actually coming in contact with more of it if you struggle and just try and swim out you'll just get sucked in and um perish and uh well you know you probably should have emailed in what you would have liked at your funeral Anywho, we'll be seeing you again in two weeks' time when hopefully Simon will have actual, understandable chatter about his tiny, um, creation that, uh, you know, is going to dominate his life. Until he's, oh, at least 50. Probably way, way longer than that, probably, for the rest of his life. Uh, and, um, you know, he's made a decision and, uh, he now has to stick with it. Or he will be named a knave. Anyway. See you in a bit. Not, not see you in a bit. This is a phone call. This is Marjorie. Marjorie. Cool day now.